there. Before we start today's episode, we wanted to alert you to our new product of the week. Pow! Pow! Uh, we have started Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. Uh, Walt Place is a support group for women based on Facebook. And you can find out more about it uh, if you head over to weonlylookthin.com. Click on the link at the top of the page that says join our support group. We've got uh, lots more information there. Yeah, so join us if you want friendship, fellowship, and what what's another F that they could get? Fun. Fun. Yay. So, uh, so yeah, find out more. And here, uh, here now goes Now it's time our... to start the show. Now it's time to start the show. Pow. And welcome to another catastrophic episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel, and I am one of your hosts, and I have lost 150 pounds, but will it last? I don't know. Here with me today is... Donald Weigel, also catastrophic in some manner and fashion. (laughs) I am also one of your hosts, and I have lost uh, just a tad over 100 pounds. Just a a tad. tad. Just a tad. (laughs) A tad over 100 pounds. And I am here to tell you that catastrophe could strike at any moment. At any moment. I uh, Do you remember, I think we think about catastrophe because we grew up with those late 70s early 80s catastrophe movies oh man the poseidon adventure airport 77 everything you couldn't go out of the house not to mention like the day after oh my gosh i can't even i don't even think i watched that i think uh the chernobyl show is on right now you know the good times let's watch the chernobyl let's just bring up all the happy things i do not need to watch anything about something that i lived through no not that i lived through it i was uh i was near it I, I watched it on the television. Don't need to watch a movie about it. I probably shouldn't go down this rabbit hole on a weight loss podcast, but people have for years now been trying to get me to watch OJ Made in America, and I cannot I do it. I, 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 I like. I lived through it. I, I saw don't the Bronco. To, I, I don't, don't need to like watch a show no. about it. But like everyone says, it's great. But like the Poseidon Adventure made us think that like all boats are going to tip over. I mean, like there's a Titanic or whatever, oh, but yeah. like. There were, there, there no, were buildings there burning be, down. Yeah, there, there were was earthquakes. Be earthquakes, tornadoes were going to rip down the street at any moment. It was like, big, yeah. big. So I th- I don't know. Do you think that that's where your stinking thinking came from? Was from watching uh, shows with like Telly Savalas trying to save uh, everybody from buildings? Probably. That I would like that answer better than it came from within me. Oh, it's not. Way. No, let's let's externalize it. Let's make it someone else's yeah. problem. So we're. This is uplifting. Everybody who's listening right now is like, this is a fun time, fun hour yeah, of show. Yeah, last uh, last episode, we uh, we talked about negative thought patterns and uh, found a great article on Mango Health, um, which is a uh, which is a blog written by Debbie Hampton um, about negative thought patterns and how to beat them. And you know, doing what we do, we took it and. Um, turned everything hers was sort of generally about negative thought patterns and we decided to apply all of it to weight loss because that's what we do because everything, everything is, about is about weight, weight loss, loss or food <laughs> or snacks all of it or telly savalas or telly savalas <laughs> and uh who loves you baby and uh, that is an old old reference um and uh Anyway, so uh, we're going to. Last week we went through the first four uh, of her ten negative thought patterns, and this week we will go through uh, five through ten. But before that, it's time for our tip of the week. Tow! Tow! Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you, darling. Thank you. This is. I imagine that I'm like tipping my hat whenever I we know, say he's that. He's so nice about it. Yeah, I'm not even wearing a hat right now. He's not but wearing I, a hat. Yeah. Uh, so this week's tip of the week is. Do not delete unflattering, candid photos of yourself. But I don't like them. That's exactly why you should keep them. Oh. So we were talking about how we don't have any pictures of ourselves that aren't shot what from what looks like a drone. Like for many, many years, because <laughs> of our weight, I would take pictures like right over my head instead of at face level uh, because I wanted to look slender and thin. 
most of the photos of us are from our shoulders up. Yeah, Catherine, like being a good photographer, she did a really good job of hiding how big we were. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. There's virtually no proof. All of the photos are from a flattering, like high angle, and they're all like shoulders up. You know, nearly all of them. Yeah, so... I was going through recently trying to find, like, some before photos so we could post some before and after, and uh, it was really difficult. They're not many. It's like pictures of Sasquatch. They don't exist. (laughs) We um, There's a grainy picture of me just with my arms out in the forest. Yeah, walking through the forest. Uh, um, Look at our Instagram feed. We'll have a blurry picture of us. No, but uh, a friend of mine, when I first started uh, this uh, journey venture... Back in 2016, uh, took a photo of me and another person at a botanical garden, and it was a candid of me kind of from the back. And at the time, I hated it. I'm probably I probably untagged myself from it, um, but came across it the other day, and now I'm happy to have it because yeah. We always, when we're posing for pictures, we stand behind 20 other people. We stand behind a bush. We put a kid in front of us. Uh, we find a kid to put in front of us who doesn't even belong to us. Yeah. Because we want to hide our hips. We want to hide our imperfections. Well, and I think also there's there's a certain reality that hits when we see a photo of ourselves yeah. that, that, you know, I know back in the day, I didn't enjoy being faced with the fact that I actually looked like that. And I, I had this picture of myself in my head that, oh, I actually wasn't as, as heavy as I thought I was. And the reality always, you know, shocked me. So I preferred to just hide it from myself. So allow those candid photos to happen. And then when you hit your goal weight, which I know you can do, um, if Catherine and I can do it, you can too, you'll be happy to have those pictures and you'll be able to go back and say, look, this is this is how far I've come. And even while you're on your weight loss journey venture, um, you'll be able to really see the difference. Just even, you know, if you're somebody like me, you needed to lose 100 pounds. Once you're 20 pounds in, people don't always notice, yeah. you know, at that weight. But you'll be able to see and you'll be able to see the difference, you know, especially people who see you all the time won't be able to notice the difference. But it, it, it took it for me losing a significant amount before people even started saying anything. But having those photos is a nice way to actually chronicle um, your progress. Well, and I also... I still have bad weeks or maybe I'll overindulge and then I'll feel really bad about myself or I'll see see a current picture and not think that I look any different. But then I go back and see something from four years ago, like I did with this candid photo, um, kind of from a, a, that my, my upper back side sort of not, not, not my rear, just the backside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, but seeing this picture, I'm like, oh, wow, that is a really big difference. Like I was wearing uh, a, you know, like an undershirt that kind of sucked everything in, like a body shaper thing and a shirt. And I thought, hey, I look pretty good in this. Um, But now looking back at it, I see how much progress I actually have made. So so keep those photos, even if you're not a big fan of them. Um, I think you can actually on your phone set private folders too, or side folders where you can keep, you know, uh, journey photos or before photos. Um, So just keep them so that you have them for reference because you'll never you never know when you might want to take a look back and see how far you've come like I have. So um, that is our tip of the week. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you and to our fine listening audience. I feel like I generally give you a tip of the week, but I don't say it to them. So tip of the week to you. Tow! Tow! I'm going to say that one more time. Um, so now, uh, we will have a product of the week at the end of the show. I don't think we mentioned that. Um, but now we're going to go back into our negative thought patterns and ways to get yourself out of them. And basically, you know, I'm not going to say everything we said on last show, but there's an actual process that happens in the human brain called neuroplasticity that the more you think of a certain way, the more, the easier it is for your brain to keep thinking that way. And you have to really work to beat these thought patterns. So if you are thinking negatively about yourself and thinking that things are always going to be a certain way, you know, in a negative fashion, it's very difficult to get out of them. So last week we talked about the the top four, the first four in her list of 10. Um, and that was black and white thinking, 
mind reading, fortune telling, and overgeneralizing. And if you're interested in hearing the first half of this, go back and listen to last week's episode. Yeah, and I think, you know, we think our thoughts are facts, and they're really not. And, you know, going back to the uh, neuroplasticity, the more you think something, the more you believe it. And I was actually, I was just thinking a thought right now before we started recording this episode. What? You was, think thoughts? I was thinking Ladies thoughts. Ladies can do that these days? <laughs> Well, speaking of which, um, I uh, worked with a woman who had a uh, a kid who was super smart, like in, you know, very, uh, very gifted, very talented. And she would often joke about him. And I, this is terrible, but it is an actual true thing. She would call him an idiot. Not even kidding. I'm saying this right now. Yeah. And she'd be like, no, he knows it's funny. Like, he's a smart kid. He gets A's. Like, but I just say, hey, idiot, go get me a whatever. And I was horrified that she would say that. Like, yeah. Even as a joke, because he was a smart, really kind young man. And he came into the office one day and she was, he was helping me file or something. And uh, he confided, he actually said, he was like, oh yeah, my mom calls me an idiot all the time. I hate it. And I like, knowing that he actually hated it, but would always kind of be like, oh gosh, mom, don't worry about it. And then she was sort of coming our way. She's like, let's change the subject. Don't, don't tell her I said anything. I felt terrible yeah. that this young man was who was super smart and super generous and super thoughtful and his mom was joking around with him quote unquote but it really affected him yeah and and we do that to ourselves all the time yeah imagine you know if it's if people can can say things like that to someone they love like their kid imagine what you're saying to yourself people allow themselves to be much harder on themselves than they do on the people that they love in their lives and and being hard on yourself like that creates a pattern of of forcing you to believe that you can't do something. Well, and two, I mean, how many times under your breath do you hear yourself saying like, you know, gosh, Catherine, get it together. Or, oh, don't be. Why am I so stupid? Or I always forget things. And you you allow yourself these negative patterns because I think it diffuses the situation sort of like if you admit, like if, if you, and by you, I mean me lose your keys all the time <laughs> and saying like, ah, oh, I'm so stupid. I can't get this right. Like you start believing what you tell yourself. If you tell yourself you're awesome and capable and a problem solver, that starts becoming true. And we don't pay attention Absolutely. to all of those negative things that we say to ourselves. But when we hear someone else say it, like, I have a relative who, you know, every once in a while was like, ah, idiot, why'd you, you know, and I'm like, you can't talk about yourself that way. Like, yeah. not in front of me anyway, because it's terrible, and I don't believe it, and it's not true, and you're better than that. But we allow ourselves all of these negative thoughts, because it allows us to go back to emotional eating, because it's it's what we believe we're worth, and we're worth so much more than that. Um, so, And it also allows us to fall back into our patterns of failing. Yeah, at, like, see, I told you. Trying to achieve our goal weight. Um, so why don't we start on uh, the list? This is number five on the list, and um, it is minimizing is one of these negative thought patterns. And that is sort of saying to yourself, well, I took a 10-minute walk today, but anybody could do that. Right. I, it, I, I prepped a meal today, but really anybody could do that. That was no achievement at all. So it's minimizing or discounting the positive or undervaluing your accomplishments. So like Donald said, we think it, it's no big deal if we accomplish something. I walked for five minutes. Anybody can do that. I tracked my breakfast. Anybody can do that. I lost a pound. Anybody can do that. But guess what? Not anybody did that, and most people didn't. Like... It sounds like a little thing, but just doing those little things is more than most people did today. Well, and I, it's funny. Our daughter actually has a lot more confidence. I don't know where she got it from. Because I have no idea. <laughs> she, she's got overconfidence, yeah, if anything but, else. But she'll be like, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. I know. And it's really great to hear that because I don't know if she actually believes it or not. I but hope it, so. But like, instead of saying anybody can do that, why don't you change those words around and say, and I'm amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just walked a mile, and I'm amazing. And, and build on it and say, look, I did I did that 10-minute walk today. You know what? I could probably do 12 minutes tomorrow. I can probably, you know what? If I keep this up in, in six months, I might be doing an hour-long walk. Like, you know, tell yourself that these are the first steps in a much, much bigger journey. Yeah, and even, you know, I mean, going back to that young man that I was talking about, like, he was an A student, and he didn't think that that was enough, because 
somebody was calling him an idiot all the time. Yeah. Like it really does matter. And the more, even if you don't believe it, if you start talking positive, positively to yourself, very quickly, definitely saying and things over the right way. And over-enunciating like that. <laughs> I am a great podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's how the inspiration thing started. Like, it started as a joke. And I'm like, it's actually happening. I'm inspiring people. You're inspiring people. I know. It it's is pretty, no longer uh, a joke. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is. So stop minimizing. Except for maybe wearing a, a trusty bra. Don't minimize. Just... Own your uh, successes. That's what I'm saying. And that's number five. <laughs> and that's number five. Number six is the flip side of minimizing, which is maximizing. This is another negative thought pattern people fall into. I blew it. I just uh, overate at breakfast. I've blown oh, my diet. Somebody brought donuts into the office today and I had one. I've ruined everything. I've destroyed all my progress so far. I was interviewed on a podcast recently and forgot to say something inspiring and I totally blew the entire interview, which actually happened. Which actually happened, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully it'll come out soon, but I couldn't sleep for two days afterward because there was something I forgot to say and I felt like the entire interview was ruined because of it. And nobody knows what I didn't say. No one's ever going to know. But Yeah, or I skipped that. I skipped my workout this morning and oh, I'll never get back on track now. Yeah, I had a second piece of cake and I've blown my diet. So using words like that where you over-exaggerate the importance of a small thing. like You I, know what? You just had one donut or you just had one, one indulgence meal or maybe you had a whole indulgent day but guess what there is another day coming up and another day after that and you can get back on track and keep doing this yeah yesterday we had a little indulgent day uh and i in the past would have said okay you know what i overindulged yesterday i went over my calories by 400 calories so you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to wait until Labor Day to start my diet again. Yeah. Like, we we think that we're ruined because of one small thing. And you just get up and get going again. Listen to the Chumbawamba episode. You get knocked <laughs> down. You get back up again. Uh, so that is uh, maximizing. Don't do it. The, uh, the seventh uh, negative thought pattern on the list is unrealistic expectations. And this is essentially setting yourself up for failure. It's the idea of, you know, I'm going to lose three pounds a week. Or it's saying to yourself, oh, I should be able to eat responsibly even at a wedding or even on vacation, even in the face of overwhelming temptations. I should be able to do this. Yeah, or I'm going to make three dozen cookies for my daughter's class. And I, I should be able to moderate myself. Like, yeah, you're I setting... can eat just one cookie. I can eat just one donut. Yeah, I've got family in town and they want to go to the smorgasbord for lunch, I should be able to stick with salad. I'm going on vacation on a cruise that's an all-inclusive, all-you-can-drink, all-you-can-eat. I should be able to control I can, myself. I can do this. I can, you know, set expectations to and meet them, of course. Yeah. And it's just not realistic to tell yourself that you're going to lose three pounds every week, or some people even think five pounds or ten pounds. Like... If you lose a quarter of a pound in a week, you've lost some weight and, and you're in a better place than you were before. And if you lose a quarter pound every week, which also might be an unrealistic expectation, but eventually you're going to lose all the weight that you want to. Well, and going back, I know a lot of people freak out and I know I used to also is when you get sick and you think you should still go to your high intensity oh, interval training classes one, yeah. or, you know, oh gosh, I, you know, I've got bronchitis, but I'm supposed to do a 5k this weekend. Like I really should do it. And we, we put, to, you know, going back to maximizing, we put all of this energy into like, if I don't do this 5k, I'm a failure. If I can't do my workout today, it's all over. Yeah, and we get so hard on ourselves. I know I do when I just, when I don't accomplish some goal that I've set for myself, you know, if I think I'm going to do that 5k and then I get sick or I'm so frightened if I, if I do get sick, I'm so frightened of not sticking to all of my calorie and exercise goals that I, you know, that if I don't, I won't be able to get back on it when I'm well. And, and it's just unrealistic to when you're feeling that ill to be able to continue your exercise and diet program to the same extent. Well, and too, I mean, we went to, uh, 
we went to Italy a couple or not not a couple of years ago. I don't even remember how many it's years. It's been ago. about seven years now. Okay, um, but like I think I filled half of a suitcase full of Cliff Bars to eat <laughs> while we were there. I was like, oh gosh, yeah. I gotta gotta stay on plan and eat the Cliff Bars to stay. I was in Italy and I was yeah. eating Cliff Bars. Like, what is that about? That turns it, out they have pizza and pasta there. Oh, they sure do. But like, but also I would. You know, I think when I was doing the cabbage soup diet back in 1993 or whatever, oh, man. I didn't want to go visit a friend in Washington, D.C. because I didn't want to be off plan. Yeah. And the idea of sheltering in place until you get all the weight off and then you go visit your friends, like, I am grateful that she um, stayed my friend and didn't just say I was crazy because it's kind of crazy to shelter in place when you're dieting. Yeah, so. it's an unrealistic expectation to think that you are going to be able to live the rest of your life without indulgences or without skipping uh exercise days like you've got to work these things into your life and remember that it is the rest of your life yeah uh, perfection is really dangerous because it uh it it keeps us in this little bubble and when the bubble breaks it uh it doesn't go well for us we feel like failures and we're not that's that was a, the bubble oh, breaking that sounded really good Thanks. wow that wasn't even a sound effect that no, was just him i just did that um so that was number seven we're gonna should we go on to number eight? We should go ah, on to number waka, eight. Waka, waka, waka. Guess what it is? It's should statements. Yes, shouldn't yourself. Shooting <laughs> all over yourself. <laughs> okay, this is a PG t- show. We should keep it classy. I should be able to do this by now. I should be able to run a 5K by now. Yeah, I should be able to stick to a calorie plan. I should be able to avoid eating donuts. I should be able to avoid having a second piece of cake. Right, I should, I'm 44 years old. I should have figured this out by now. I should have figured this all out by now. And we, we think that for some reason, we think that we should be experts in managing our weight and it's not that easy. You know, we don't think we should be able to master the violin all of a sudden. We don't think we should be able to be able to design a suspension bridge because we haven't had the training. And yet we think that for some reason we should have it all figured out in terms of weight loss at this point. I would like more information on why you think you know how to build suspension bridges. I think that's... uh... I don't. I'm just saying, like, I'm saying we don't think that we can build a suspension bridge without putting in the time and the practice and the effort. Oh, so why is... So why yeah, why do we think that... Maybe I wasn't clear before. Why do we think that we should be able to just magically have our weight under control without the time and the effort and the practice? Right. So using should, ought, or must statements can impose unrealistic expectations and undue pressure on yourselves and others. They impose rigid rules and judgments. And I definitely see that in myself. You know, I I should have this down by now. I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. It's the putting that should in front of everything. It it instead of focusing on what you're going to do next, it's it's almost like, well, if if I can't figure it out, there must be something wrong with me. I must be broken. So instead, I'm going to snack. That's yeah. what I should snack. I instead. should be able to do this right now, but I can't, so I just won't do anything. Yeah, that's a big one. Like in earn let's let's take the the let's take a knee. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a knee, everybody. I should take a knee. Um so number nine. Number nine is personalizing. And this one, the example that the author gives is he looks mad. It must be something I did wrong. I before we were recording this podcast, I got a little quiet. It's a quiet, <laughs> moody morning here in uh, in in gloomy June gloom, uh, Southern California. Yes, they they talk about this thing in Southern California called June gloom, which rhyme. drives me crazy because it doesn't, it doesn't rhyme. rhyme. It should either be June gloom or it should be June gloom. Uh, neither of which <laughs> neither are really of which a are thing. actual words. But for some reason, every June it gets really overcast for half of the month or even more than half, and yeah. uh, it's we've had a lot of it this past week. Yeah, my grandmother came to visit once and the fog was rolling in uh, on the on the lovely coast and she said, oh, look, the smog's rolling in. Yeah. It's like, that's not, no, that's marine layer, grandma. Yeah. Um, but personalizing, this is what Donald did. I was quiet. I was celebrating the moments of my life. Just she being had a look on her face like she was mad at me. Quiet and thoughtful and he kind of did this. it had nothing to do with me at all. He was like, hey, do you want to, you don't want a podcast? You do want a podcast? Is the podcast over? Are we never going to podcast again? Should I go eat food? Because now I can't cope with it. I'm codependent and I need whatever but 
That's what I assumed you were thinking. Yeah, no, that was all true. But like we- I thought this was over. We only looked thin was ending. Yeah, but that assuming you know what someone else is thinking or even like in the world of the interweb or texting, when you assume you understand what somebody meant by a, a smiley face, like, oh, that was aggressive. Like, can you imagine? Like, they just sent me a smiley face. This obviously means they hate me. Yeah. When we assume all of that, it leads to emotional eating and it leads to codependency. When I, when my mood is connected to what I think Donald's mood is, I cope with food. Yeah. And, yeah. and what we were talking about before, too, about not people not noticing and people not giving you enough compliments when you do have weight loss progress that isn't that isn't really about you it's about people being wrapped up in their own worlds and not you know 10 pounds on you know i was 100 pounds overweight 10 pounds wasn't going to make that much difference and i i would internalize that and think oh nobody nobody cares about me nobody notices but they didn't realize the effort that I was putting in. And it was really like I had lost something like 60 plus pounds before people yeah. really started noticing. Well, and this came up. And the, I took that very personally up until the time when people actually started complimenting me. Well, and this came up the other day, too. Someone mentioned having lost 25 pounds and their husband said that they didn't notice or like, oh, you don't look any different to me. And when you see someone every day it's easy to not notice a change, yeah, but then someone sure. you haven't seen in three or four months sees you and it looks big. But that's also, that's not a reason to emotionally eat or say yeah. that it's not worth it because well, like we're at maintenance now and nobody, like people aren't every day coming up to us saying like, wow, you look amazing. No, like, oh, every you... once in a while I see somebody who hasn't seen me in a couple of years and then they notice, but typically, you know, I don't get those compliments anymore. anymore. But people not complimenting you because you've you've made some progress, you've lost five pounds, 10 pounds, even 20, even 30 pounds, people not complimenting you, that's not about you. And that's not about, that's just about them being wrapped up in their own world because we all are, we all pay attention to ourselves much more acutely than we pay attention to others. Well, and a bigger part of that and a bigger part of codependency, if you have um, you know, a spouse that's going through something or a complicated work situation or a moody teenager um, and they're going through something, they didn't get on the, the polo team or somebody lost their job or something like that, we internalize that and make it our problem and cope with food as a way to numb our own feelings or to deal with someone else's anxiety. And it's not healthy. And we no. did that for decades. I mean, Donald and I, if he was in a bad mood or if he was upset with something, it was my responsibility. Like, I'm not blaming Donald for my poor choices, but I would turn to alcohol or food to self-soothe. And it took a long time, as long as this episode is taking. It took a long time <laughs> to disconnect myself from other people's emotions. If Don had a bad day, it doesn't mean that it's a reflection on me. And because people aren't complimenting you on your progress is not a reason to give up on that progress. You have to do it for yourself. You can't just do it for the accolades. And it's a really difficult thing to do. It was very difficult for me, but it's important not to give up just because you're not getting the praise that you think you should be. Well, and and we'll get to kind of the uh, the antidotes for each of these uh, a little bit later. So I'll save it. I was going to say something inspiring and, uh, and tip-worthy, but I'm not going to do it. All right. Should we go to number 10 then? Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing. We're finally bringing it back to the uh, opening of the show. Number 10 is catastrophizing, and that is the idea that you say things like, I'm never going to lose weight. I'll never find somebody who loves me, and I'm going to always be alone because of my weight. Yeah, the the example that the, uh, the writer gives is, I'm not going to get the job, then I won't be able to pay the bills, and then I'll lose the house, and then I'll live in a van down by the river. I'm, I'm adding that part. But we we take one thing. You know, Donald got a diabetes diagnosis. Oh, man, I thought the world was over. I just thought I would never be able to enjoy Not even Telly Savalas could pull again. Donald out of this. <laughs> he was going to try and give me a lollipop, and I couldn't have that. <laughs> We're taking it in the Wayback Machine. That's a Kojak reference, that is a, everybody. very much a 1970s reference. But, 
like we get a diagnosis, we get on the scale, like, and you see that the scale is up and we catastrophize it. Yeah, we, we think overly focus over. on the negative possibilities, on the outcomes that might happen that, that would make us unhappy. We think everything is going to be a disaster. Well, and we predict what something means. So, you know, I wasn't able to meal prep today, and that means I'm going to have a terrible week, and that means I'm going to eat snacks at work, and that means that I'm going to be up on the scale next week, and that means I can't fit into the bathing suit for summer, and that means that I'm never going to – like, we just build on it and build on it and make it way bigger than it needs to be instead of – I didn't meal prep. So you know what? I'm going to go to the store and buy some pre-made salads. Oh, look, I found a solution instead of deciding that I was going to put on another 50 pounds. Yeah. And you were telling me recently, I know I'm springing on this on you. Oh, so I you, like it. You might not have it handy. Oh, I love but this. It was either Brene Brown or um, or um, Gretchen Rubin were talking about how people always, they, they, they catastrophize all the time. They focus on, they worry about the negatives instead of dreaming about you know, what if the, you know, what the best, if I, yeah. the best scenario happened? What if I actually did lose 50 pounds? What if I actually did lose 100? Like, then what would my life be well, like? Well, and it, that 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 ties into uh, to us. Yeah. And it was actually uh, Brooke Castillo. Oh, Brooke There's Castillo. There's so Sorry. many inspiring yeah. people out there in the, world, in the world. But she said that you can choose, you know, if the future has yet to be written, why don't you just imagine the best outcome? And we think like, oh, gosh, I'm never going to lose 100 pounds. Like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. What if it did happen? What and if get, it did? And here we are. We're we're people who sit on a couch with a podcast. I couldn't have imagined that four years ago. Like, oh I goodness. could not have imagined four that. Four years ago, this, this would have been some dream. It would have just been like, oh, there's no possibility that this would happen. But imagining the best result instead of the worst. And, you know, I mean, you've got to be realistic. I didn't expect like a Pegasus to fly down and, and fly us away to Narnia. Is that what the book is about? Narnias and Pegasus? Sure. Sure. Why not? But why not imagine a better outcome? You know what? I couldn't meal prep today, but you know what I can do? I can go to the grocery store and get a couple of pre-made meals. I can go and grab a couple lean cuisines, eat that, pump up the volume, etc. <laughs> like... <laughs> Pump up the volume, et cetera. Et cetera. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, if you're up on the scale, instead of catastrophizing it and saying, this, I'm never going to lose the weight. Everybody was right about me. I'm, you know, I'm a failure. You know what? It's a reflection of my past choices. What I do next is up to me. It certainly is. It certainly is. And what we're going to do next is talk about some of the ways to combat these negative thought patterns. I know we've sort of been doing it as we've been going along, but um, uh, looking at the uh, at the author's um, article, Donald has Donald got a clipboard. I don't even know where did where did the clipboard come from? Staples. No, but like, why did you get it? Did you get it for work, or did you get it for for the podcast? Or? Initially, I got it for work, but now it's now it's a podcast I feel, accessory. I feel like I'm taking a driver's test or something, and he's got a clipboard. And he's- product of the week is a clipboard. <laughs> Pow, Pow, everybody! Clip everybody! <laughs> Put your notes for your podcast on a clipboard. No, I suddenly feel panicked. Like I'm 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 at a review, or I'm taking a driver's <laughs> lesson, or whatever, and he's just checking things off. And I don't know for some reason, just the clipboard makes it. I feel like we're very official. I'm all. Always judging your behavior and clipping pluses and I have a, I have a wiro bound uh, notebook that I use, but he's got a clipboard, and I just feel like he's like suddenly like I'm a boss. very official and important. He needs a little badge and a little like yeah. lanyard of some My sort. My badge for would some say reason. "weight loss professional." <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the clipboard of the week for you. Uh, clipboard <laughs> of the week. So Debbie Hampton, the author of the article. Um, talks about the first step being be aware of your negative thought patterns. Review the the 10 common types that we've done on these last two episodes and really ask yourself, when you think a negative thought about yourself, ask yourself, are you falling into this negative pattern? And I'll tell you, this one has been huge for me. I constantly was using my negative thought patterns as an excuse to eat. Like, boy, I really deserve this because X, Y, or C, Z, terrible thing happened or or something terrible was going to happen. So I really should just eat to make myself feel better. And realizing that I was doing it and realizing that I was falling into these traps, 
you know, and just calling myself on yeah. it um, has been so instrumental well, in my progress. And we, I mean, I find myself saying something. If you hear yourself saying, I always, I never, it will never happen. I stop myself now and reframe that. And I think we add the word yet to the end of sentences yeah. a lot. And in, instead That's of what like, I try to do. and like, I could never do a workout video. Be like, okay, hold on. That is not currently a priority, but maybe I could try to do that. And yeah. we do that with our daughter too. If I find myself saying something that's like, you know, never, always, whatever, I, I try to stop myself and reframe it. And being yeah, aware, you always lose your earbuds. Is yeah, which <laughs> it, it, was kinda... she pretty much always does. But we try not to say that to her. No, because it. I don't want to make her think that it's it's an always thing. Well, I'm never going to be able to find them because I'm always losing them. Yeah. So, so paying attention, being aware of your awareness, awareedly. Hmm. And um, she suggests challenging your thinking. Um, try to distance yourself from your own thoughts and ask yourself a question like, do I really believe this? Am I really, you know, is this something that I want to believe? Um, an exact quote from the article is, ask yourself if a belief about you is helping or hurting. Yeah. Is it what you really think and want to believe, or is it some remnant from your past? Well, and I, I mean, I've talked before about different people in my life saying things that I have taken as gospel you're never going to lose weight if you eat pancakes. You're never going to lose weight if you have a Coca-Cola. You're never going to lose weight if you don't have a green juice in the morning, whatever. Like, those aren't facts. Those are opinions. Yeah. And we take them, like, I mean, my grandmother, she would never listen to anything I, any opinion I had. But when she would go to the beauty parlor, it was the arbiters of all oh, the things yeah. in the world. You don't wear white after Labor Day. Anybody who at the, at the beauty parlor who had an opinion, it was like, that was the fact squad. And she would come back and say something. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, who would even think that? So being, stepping back and deciding if something is a fact or an opinion is a really big way. Like, people lose weight eating pancakes. Yeah. You don't have to listen to someone who says that eating pancakes will make you never lose weight. And I used to be a firm believer that, that you know, keto, which back in my day was called Atkins, um, was the only way I could successfully lose weight. And uh, I now do not believe that because I've lost 100 pounds without doing that, with eating uh, plenty of carbs along the way. Yeah. And so the... What I'm getting at is that what works best for you is great, but challenge your thinking. Say to yourself, well, I've always believed that I had to, you know, eat a huge breakfast every day. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe that's not really the best thing. Or say to yourself, you know, you say to yourself, I, the Atkins is the only way to do it, or keto is the only way, or paleo is the only way. Well, maybe... Maybe if you haven't really achieved your goal with those plans, maybe they aren't the only or best way for you. Yeah, and all we have done is experimented with our thinking and what we thought our limitations were. I could never walk three miles. Okay, well, what could you do? Well, right now I could walk half a mile. That would be realistic. And then you build from that. So question those beliefs. Question the shoulds, the unrealistic expectations, what you think other people are thinking. Anytime you catastrophize and say, I'm never going to blank, 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 like, Really? Am I never going to do that? Is that an opinion or a fact? Yeah. Like, you know, I am I am never going to live in the year uh, 1925. That's a fact until they build a time machine. But you can you can change your future. Could I could I take a a, a jazzercise class? Sure I could. Why not? Why not? Well, maybe you can't because they don't have those anymore. <laughs> I think they do. They do have Anytime jazzercise classes. Anytime we say like Tab doesn't exist anymore. I drink Tab every day. Yeah, like, or Fresca. Like I saw somebody buying a case of Fresca at the store the other day. I didn't think that still existed. Steakums aren't a thing. Steakums are definitely Steakums a thing. Steakums are definitely a thing. So, um, so the next uh, step that she suggests, and I think this one is a huge one. They're all huge ones. Is be kind to yourself. Be kind. Which rewind is, those thoughts. <laughs> be kind. Rewind. Kids today don't know about the don't know perils of is. rewinding. No, but this one is so important. Instead of you know, telling myself, which I've done for most of my life, you're an idiot, you're stupid. Like even just saying those things off the cuff, like if you, 
you know, you accidentally drop something or you make a mistake, like telling yourself that you're stupid or an idiot, it means something. Like we internalize those thoughts and a part of us wants to believe them and make them true. And so we continue on these patterns over and over again. Be kind to yourself. Remind yourself that you are capable of great things. You have many accomplishments in your life that you can point to that prove that. And you need to focus on the positive. I may not be able to do this yet, but I am capable of great things and I will be able to do it at some point. Oh, I feel like you're talking right to my heart. That's all very nice. <laughs> you sound surprised also. Oh, no, I don't know. We're inspiring, but I was like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, Thanks, good. Donald. I wanted to re-listen to this. You're welcome. Catherine, remember, re-listen, time stamp it. <laughs> so uh, the, the last one that she brings up is decide, then decide again. This is a process that you don't just say one time, I'm going to be nice to myself. You have to remind yourself over and over again, because, you know, with any, with learning any instrument, with learning how to play something, with learning how to speak a language, you don't just do it once and then you're set for life. It is a practice that you have to put in place day after day until it becomes just a a natural part of your life. And personally, I don't think you come up with a single diet and exercise plan and stick to that forever. I mean, I I changed my plan many, many times over the the two plus years while I was losing the weight. And I have changed it again many, many times over the year and a half that I have uh, been maintaining, or I guess it's just been like a, a year. Anyway, um, and I still am always looking for ways to change it and make it better, to make it easier to stick to my plan, find exercises that I enjoy more than others. And um, constantly looking for new ways to make this a better situation for myself. Well, and part of, I mean, one of the reasons we started a podcast, just to let you in on the inside scoop, like I still need inspiration and motivation and reminders of what I believe because I forget what works for me sometimes. And it's kind of scary because I'm like, I've lost 150 pounds and I forgot that pumping up the volume was a good idea. Like... So going back and revisiting, tracking things, seeing what was successful in the past, journaling, like taking pictures, all of it is a reminder of pointing yourself in the right direction. And we talked, too, about James Clear and his book, Atomic Habits. And um, I don't know why I said it like that. But he (laughs) talks about, like, you can have habits. You can can have habits. out or inside out or outside in uh, habits where you're like, you know, I want to do a 5k. So I'm going to build up my, my stamina. I'm going to do a 1k, a 2k, a 3k, whatever, all the way up, all the k's, all the um, k's, do the k's and then get, uh, get up to that point. Or you can change your inner identity. I am someone who is a runner. I am someone who is accountable and responsible and positive. I am solution-driven. I am strong. I am resilient. I uh, am willing to try again. Deciding that you're that kind of person is what builds those new neural pathways. Yeah. That, like, I actually believe it now. Like, I believe that there is a solution. I believe that I am smart enough to try again. I believe that I am working on who I want to be. I am curious. I am solution driven. I am. Uh, I have a growth mindset. Yes, you do, and you are an inspiration to me for reals. Thanks. Uh, and we also recently talked about uh, the hedonic treadmill or hedonic adaptation, and it's basically the idea that people just get tired of stuff and. I used to do a particular, you know, I I was really into cottage cheese for a while, and now I ate so much of it that I I don't even buy it anymore. And so it's that constant adapting to uh, over time and, you know, asking yourself, not deciding that you have to do something forever, but this is what's going to work for me now, and I will experiment later when it stops working for me. Uh, or when I stop enjoying it and I'll find something new. It's being open to that and not being completely rigid in your mindset. Well, and two, and we've she talks a lot about um, depression and anxiety. And the more we feed that negativity, the depression and the anxiety, the bigger it's going to get. And I suffer from depression and um I have to remind myself not to believe everything that I think in the moment. That's huge. And because I, 
like when I feel depressed, it is like a lead blanket on my chest. And it is, I don't know when it's going to go away. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to stay. But now I'm self-aware enough to not trust every thought that I have. And being able to question yourself or to go like, this is a phase – I'm going to write it out. And in the meantime, I'm going to kind of shelter in place until my mindset changes because it will change. And being open to that and understanding yourself better makes a difference with with depression and anxiety because the more positive things you say to yourself, well, it can't hurt to say something nice to yourself. Like, yeah, for like, sure. And I think being in that position where you stop reinforcing negative thoughts Asking yourself, like Donald said, is this thought something I would wish on someone else? Is it moving me forward? Is it kind? Is it helpful? Is it generous? Because all of those things matter. You matter. Your journey matters. And you are capable of doing hard things and changing your mindset. If we can do it. Oh, my goodness. Like, we were just piles of negativity and victimization for decades uh we're deli still delightful people charming still, yeah absolutely still and nice still people. super good looking yeah for sure well the more we say it the more it becomes true <laughs> and that's why we're not on a television show and a podcast because uh the, the i thought people it was because we didn't like grooming oh there's that too but uh anyway my hair's kind of messy right now but nobody needs to know that no i'm just gonna tell them it looks beautiful you Perfect. just told them all though oh well well you started it I guess I did. <laughs> All right. I think that <laughs> I think that is our episode on negative thought patterns part two. And now it is time for the product of the week. Pow! Pow, everybody. So this week's product is something that we all know uh, and we've mentioned before. It is YouTube. <gasps> Boom. YouTube. We're going to sell it to them. Um, I actually forgot what the product of the week was. I was very excited as a listener to find out what it was. But the internet is an amazing and magical thing, isn't it, Donald? Yeah. And one of the things that we hear over and over again from people is that they just you know, they don't have a gym membership or they don't want to go to the gym or they hate the gym. And I could tell you, we have not in four plus years gone to the gym and I do it all at home. And many of the things that I've learned, many of the exercises that I do have, I've learned on YouTube. And we've talked about Cassie Ho and Blogilates a lot. And um, we're in the middle of the 28 day summer sculpt as we record this. I'm getting gains she I, has so I am, many gains I'm, i know we're snarky and ridiculous but like i'm actually getting gains yeah, it's actually happening for sure because i'm doing the work and i do an arm strengthening routine that i almost entirely got from uh, from her and her videos and i think it's also uh she's a blog a lot as you can find her on youtube and there are um there are videos about you know there's the fitness marshal we've talked about before um we've talked about the 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 walking ones. Leslie Sanson, I think. Yeah, walking with Leslie. Um, and then um, there are a couple that I really like that are important for me. Whenever I'm doing something, I like to make sure I'm using the proper form for two reasons. Number one is so that I don't hurt myself. And number two, um, so that I'm really getting the maximum out of an exercise. Like I, I really believe that if I'm going to do an exercise, I really should do it in a way that I get the maximum benefit and not just like, sort of, you know, I'm trying to think of a um, half do it, half butt it. <laughs> it's hard not cursing. Sometimes yeah, you just have it's to. it's hard not cursing. Um, but, you know, not to do it in a lazy way because I'm really just cheating me if I do that. Um, if I'm going to take the time to do an exercise, why not do it the right way? Um, and there's a, there's a YouTube channel called Athlean X where um, he's got a lot of videos about proper form and then another one called Calisthenic Movement. Um, which is really good. Um, I watched one of theirs recently about the proper way to do a plank and was uh, pleasantly uh, surprised to know I was mostly doing it the right way. Yeah, but I think the the bottom line is, and we we want you to reach out to human resources, like not not your HR department, but like <laughs> like actual people and say, hey, resources you, that you, humans that provide. humans provide. Um, but ask questions like, hey, does anyone have a you know a 
a, a good shoe brand that they really like, or hey, I am thinking about starting kettlebells. What do I do? Whatever question you have in the entire world, someone has a YouTube video about it. Yeah, and look, I'm always embarrassed to go to. I used to be embarrassed to go to yoga classes and you know not know how to do the moves and. I can learn how to do the moves right here in my own living room and not have to worry about somebody else looking at me and thinking, you know, that I'm, you know, in not in good shape and or that that's I just number nine personalization. Moves. I can. He's making it about him. That's right. I can. But I was really self-conscious about yeah. it. And I can practice the move in the comfort of my own home and not worry about, you know, whether I'm keeping pace with the class or whatever. I can pause and rewind the videos as much as I want. Well, and two, there's, you know, we are not saying don't go out into the world and actually experience human contact. (laughs) But like I took, um, I treated my brother to, uh, one of my brothers to a Sir Latab knife skills class and it was really fun. Like we went down, we wore the aprons, we're you know chopping broccoli. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we actually chopped any broccoli, but we took this great class together. It was a bonding time. We had fun doing it. It was you know with other people out in the world. And then like a week later, he's like, you know, you can just like learn how to use knives on YouTube. And I was like, I'm not gonna sit in your apartment and watch YouTube videos on how to slice things, but. That being said, we're not we're not saying don't get out in the human world, but anything you need to know how to do, you can figure it out. Yeah, on if YouTube. you love doing classes with groups, then great. But we're just saying that YouTube is a fantastic resource for uh, finding all of these different exercises you- and exercise videos and workouts that you can do essentially for free, assuming you already have an internet connection. I at just home. had a mind blowing thought. Lay it on us. We could look on youtube for ideas for product of the week because <laughs> we're kind of running out like we don't want to, we're not cons- big huge consumers we're running out of products of the week so if you have a product of the week that you would like to share with us in all earnest like i'm not this isn't snarky yeah, if you we, have we've something, done a lot of products of the week and we're uh, we're getting down to the bottom of the barrel here yeah now we're like toothpicks everybody use a toothpick um so if you have an actual idea for a product of the week or something that uh, you've used on your journey venture, let us know. Honestly, like uh, yeah, this, I'm not, to hear I'm not being jokey right now. I know all I do is joke. I need some like bell that rings when I'm being earnest or something because I still sound snarky. <laughs> you sound very snarky right now. <laughs> Seriously, so that is your you're product of the me week. You're making me want to laugh. And you're <laughs> Listen, we really want to hear from you I people. I can't modulate my voice. All I do is sound sarcastic. But if you have a tip of the week or a product of the week, you can email us at uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can also find us at weonlylookthin.com. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on a Twitter at weonlylookthin. You certainly can. And if you I still don't sound earnest, those are all real things. Thank and you. We would really appreciate if you would tell somebody else about this podcast. Uh, if there's anybody that you know that you think might enjoy it, um, spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. And also, if you have uh, if you have a minute, um, rate and review us, uh, or at least rate us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us a lot. Yeah, I'm going to give a little shout out. Donald doesn't even know. Oh, we found out this is a surprise. A young woman named Ashley, who's a fan of the show, said that her seven year old son loves Walt. Why not? Why not love Walt? And he says he enjoys it when we say "tau." So this "tau"'s going out to you. One, two, three. Tau. Um, but it means so much when people let us know that they're listening and that uh, the kids are listening too and enjoying the show because we're family friendly. Family friendly indeed. Yeah. So uh, so thank you. And thank you for listening to uh, to this episode. We really appreciate it. And if you find yourself falling into negative thought patterns, just remember that you can be positive that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration Asian Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.